Hey podcast, on today's episode is a recap of our LinkedIn live stream, answering people's questions about PHP, web development, and business from our two co-founders and our most senior developers. Let's see what happens. That's cool, that's cool. So, um... So guys, feel free to ask other questions on uh, the chat. Uh, if I don't get them, Kyler, you're gonna tell me. Perfect. Cool. So we did get a few questions, um, and um, should we start with uh, development questions or more like business-wise questions? I so think we should start with programming questions. Yeah, all right. I want them to break yeah. the ice. That's yeah, sure. yeah, let's let them. Uh, <laughs> that's good. That's good. I'm. I'm. Because I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of programmers on. <laughs> That's for sure. Actually, actually, the, that on LinkedIn, that post for the life uh, brought us to uh, 7,500 followers on oh. uh, on our page. Excellent. Yeah, awesome. Excellent. that's uh, that's good. That's really good. All right, programming question. So, um, <laughs> is this like a stump the pro type of format or just straight Q and A? It's just Q and A we chat. You okay. Know. So I'm hoping that we're gonna do no more than 30, 40 minutes because some guys probably are lunching. You know, okay. eating right now, so we don't want them to miss work. <laughs> but um, but and, and my questions are not in order, so um, I, and I see like the first one in my list has been received the last, so it's it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, so there's Alan in Brazil that ask, would you guys recommend PHP for someone who's starting at web development, and why? So someone just starting like in school, just or just yeah, starting to I'm learn a, web development? Yeah, that's what I'm assuming he's, he's meaning. Okay, would you guys recommend PHP? I'd recommend PHP for any web developer just starting or, <laughs> or, being, or being there. Good uh, answer. For, this is Nick from for, Simply PHP. <laughs> for a large number of years, but uh, no, like PHP I find uh, just getting the basics of it is pretty yeah. simple. Yes. You can get simple sites up, simple functionality out. Um, <clears throat> You know, and I'm not talking just static pages. You can use it to create, you know, dynamic pages with a simple user system and all that. Yeah. And then, you know, as you get more experience, you can dig further in and, you know, build some really crazy apps. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. There's, um, there, and, and also PHP is still very popular. It exists for what, almost 25 years now. And, and Nick's with us for almost 13 years now. And even at the time, we would hear people saying, that PHP is 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 going to be like passed by another language soon, and you know it's slowing down, winding down, and all of that. And it's still very popular. I think seventy eight percent of all the websites and web application over the internet are still in PHP. So, yeah, what's your Adrian? take on that? Well, I think that, yeah, it's a good language to start programming, especially in web. But like, I think PHP was kind of slow, slowly dying until PHP seven got released, and this is in my opinion, what actually saved it because of the major performance boost and mm -hmm. many improvements since the release of PHP 7. So I think it's been getting better and better since September 2015. Yeah, yeah. I think it definitely picked up with 7. Uh, I don't know if it was dying, but it not was dying, dying. But it was definitely on a, on a downscale. There, there was yeah. some good improvements. There was some cool frameworks that were out that were really helping it pick up, but uh, a lot of people found performance-wise still lagging. And you know, seven came out, and I guess it gave it that additional boost it needed. Did Laravel help also? The framework, Laravel. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I mean, I, I have no statistics to go on here. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But just uh, having used Laravel and working on different projects, I find it did help because yeah. it, uh, it gave a very structured framework that's easy to use mm -hmm. on smaller to mid-sized projects as well. Yeah. yeah. Great. That's good. Oh. That's a good question. That yeah. was from Brazil? Yeah, uh, Alan. Alan asked that question. Um, and, uh, and I'm seeing one. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to ask it now because I don't want to lose it. Um, Amran, tell me if I pronounce it well, uh, Amran. Um, will PHP support event-driven callbacks, like Node.js, or therefore defeats Node.js? We might not know what to answer, but <laughs> I mean, actually, it's I mean, it's not baked in in the core, but you already have some uh, some third-party programs that give this functionality in PHP. So if you can look up for React PHP, for example, so that's basically doing what Node.js is doing, but in PHP, you may want to look it up. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Great question too. I like that. That's from Imran. Im, Im or Amran. Okay. Yeah, I asked him if I'm pronouncing his name pretty well, but. Uh, that sounds good. That sounds good. All right. So I hope, Alan, it answers your question. Um, let me figure it out. All right. Then, 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 then I have one. Uh, let's go with, uh, well, actually, we kind of just mentioned the outdated of PHP that we heard a long time ago. But Gordon in New York asked that he hears um, that PHP is outdated and unscalable. What are your thoughts on whether PHP is scalable? Um, Did you say outdated and yeah. unscalable? Okay. Yeah, outdated and unscalable. Wow. What are your thoughts on whether PHP is actually scalable? Adrian? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> I, I think it really depends on the architecture that you choose for your application. I mean, if you put your script in a, in a Docker image and you put that on AWS, you can scale it pretty easily. Like, as soon as you make a container that's stateless, meaning that you will not put the database in the container, you can use RDS, for example. Mm -hmm. So as soon as your container is actually stateless, you can distribute the, the load on several servers, several containers, and I'm not sure why you couldn't rescale it. Right. I mean, also it depends on the scale we're talking about. I'm not so sure about that. But for a medium to large application, there shouldn't be an issue. I mean. Some very large websites run on PHP. I was going there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's obviously a very popular website, adult website that we all know about, which is running on PHP, and it's pretty much scalable. An adult, an adult website? Adult yeah. website what is it yeah. called? From uh, our, <laughs> friends in, uh, our friends in MindGeek. Oh, the, all the, so all that Pornhub stuff and yes. uh, PornTube yeah, and all that PHP. is all in yes. PHP? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I would argue that it's scalable never because of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I never heard of it. Yeah. We're talking about, I think, 60 million people every day visiting the, uh, the, yeah. the website. And Facebook still has some PHP too, right? Yeah. I mean, technically, it's not raw PHP. It's not PHP anymore. It's uh, yeah. on the HHVM. Right, right, right. right. But, yeah, but, but Nick and Adrian, the, the numbers are 75 to 80% of the web is built in PHP. Yet we still get questions about is PHP scalable, uh, is PHP outdated? It's kind of weird, right? It's almost like PHP is the big guy on the block and <laughs> a lot of little guys are like poking at it. You know, I mean, it's yeah, kind of weird. Th there, there's always been a stigma with PHP and I think it will remain for quite some time because okay. of the reputation that PHP had maybe 
20 years ago, but okay. I feel like this reputation is outdated and not PHP itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a Those good questions that's, are outdated. That's kind of the way it goes with it. <laughs> Who was that guy? It's, it's like it made Gordon. a bad first impression Gordon, and it, it's followed yeah. it along. It's but 80% of the web is built in PHP, right? So yeah. but, I mean, a lot I'm spiking the ball right now. A large right portion now. of this percentage is actually coming from WordPress websites. Mm. Like, the WordPress oh, okay. market share is huge. Oh, is that right? Number, Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for okay. sure. It's a, it's a two-digit numbers for sure of the, in, of the entire web running on WordPress. Really? That's, wow, that's awesome. It's got to boost yeah. the figures a bit. I love WordPress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what was that? that? I said, I love WordPress. <laughs> I do. That's great. There's a, there's a question on Facebook, actually, that just came in. It's okay. uh, Christian. Christian. Um, what changes were implemented in 7 that provided this boost in functionality? What changes were provided in oh, 7 wow. that provided the boost in, in functionality or performance? Yeah, functionality. functionality. I, I would argue that it's mainly housekeeping. Like, they've been cleaning the core a bit, so like, for, for a dev, it didn't change much, I think, from, yeah. from 5.6 to 7. Like, no, like, there, there's no, like, you know, run your function this way or build your functions that way, that really did it. Like you said, it's mostly in the core of PHP, so how PHP handles your code and <laughs> that, that made the speed increase. I can't, off the top of my head, I, I really don't remember all the, all the little things that, that they introduced. Yeah. Uh, Do you see an immediate boost in performance when you, uh, when you go from PHP 5 to 7? I think it all depends on the, on the scale of your website. But I remember there was a very interesting blog post made by Badu at the time, the, the dating platform. And they upgraded Forum from... sites, dating platform. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no Listen, problem. I like this guy. You know, the, these things dry, uh, drive development. Like yeah. the first yeah. ones who yeah. come out with like a new feature, or they take advantage There's of the no new filter, stuff. There's no filter, right? Yeah. It's like... Yeah. 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 So they made this very uh, interesting technical post. Yeah. Um, uh, of the upgrade from 5.6 to 7, mm -hmm. and they realized that they could cut their hosting cost by something along 25%-ish, so that was wow. huge, just because of the upgrade, nothing else. Wow. wow. That's, that's so, of course, they had to spend some money to do it because they had some weird implementations and stuff really particular to their stacks, but they did it, and at the end, they, they, were, they could like, see a 25% boost also. That's cool. Yeah. Um, nice. That's a good question. Well, the devs been doing great, so let's go with uh, a Tony question. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> I think it's more for you this one. Um, all right. So it's. Did that come in right now, or is that something? That no, came I in added on my list. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he, he was keeping it on the side, just ready to give you. I want to give them a break. <laughs> I like that you didn't give me the question before. That doesn't make me nervous at all. Uh, there's Paul uh, in Lowville. Lowville. Louisville, yeah. Kentucky? No, it's La no. Lowville. Lowville. Yeah, I can't see anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forget you're old. Yeah. Um, <coughs> <laughs> so so he, he says, so Tony, it's you. Tony, I saw one of your videos about the known unknowns. About and the known and unknowns, yeah. okay. And he says, I couldn't agree more with you because it's basically the story of his life as a developer. Okay. And, um, and he's like, um, how do I go about changing this? How do if I anyway. go? Changing, running into uh, unknowns? All, yeah, all the known unknowns and the unknown known and all yeah. about your video that you made. You know, I, I honestly, in programming and in life, you know, you can't provide for unknown unknowns because unknown unknowns come out from 
left field. Um, I think the best answer would be you have to try to manage your reaction to those unknowns propping up, right? So are you going to get emotional about it? Are you going to play the blame game? Uh, because like they say, no matter what, when something bad happens, you can't control it, but you can control your reaction to yeah, it. Yeah. So as hard as it is, try to not get emotional, try to not get stressed, take a deep breath, watch the emails too. Communication is super huge. How you communicate those unknowns um, coming up to your client yeah. is super important, right? Don't just send like a little nasty curt email. Just, you know, instead of sending an email, have a conversation. Yeah. Um, be super communicative, uh, you know, be super communicative. And um, yeah, that's, that's, I guess the best answer to that was you can't really control unknowns, but you can control how you react to those unknowns coming up. Cool. Cool. Actually, I, w I, and thanks for watching that video, by the way. That's the one by the water with the ducks coming up. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. <laughs> yeah was which awesome. was a big unknown. Yeah, uh, that was cool. I that wish was... that we had the same weather today. It would be nice. <laughs> There's actually, actually, just to add up on what you said, if yeah. if you, if upfront you expect the unknowns, they're not going to be a big surprise anymore. If you don't expect yeah. them, or if you don't want to expect them, and you know they're going to be there anyway. Uh, obviously you're gonna have a different reaction as if you expect them so that's a good point so that specific developer uh, what was his name Paul uh, I have Sorry. to switch during uh, Paul yeah. okay so Paul um, it's a good point that Raft makes so before you even start the project and when you're talking about the project to your client make sure they're aware that hey by the way there could be some unknowns that prop up yeah. that no yeah. one can provide oh, yeah. for so the client knows already okay yeah, yeah, yeah I understand it's super important good point now to be fair I see a question that I should answer it's um, your turn yeah it's <laughs> like it's my turn so there's Nicholas not you <laughs> in the UK uh, oh no sorry it's not this one uh, yeah it's yeah he's in the UK Ayer Whitley probably the region so he, he says, I'm, in, I'm from the UK and I would love to come in Canada to pursue my development career. Would you have Ooh. any tips for me? Well, um, Adrian's from France and he made, it at, you know, he made it to Canada. There's many, many, many different ways to come to Canada. Um, and there's many different programs too. There's, there's um, vacation type of program or just pure res uh, permanent residency you can but this takes probably like three years um, there is um, some sort of belief here um, that we're lacking developers there's a lot of developers um, actually as a matter of fact we get dozens of dozens of, of, of resume per week except that the ones that we feel are going to be matching with our culture and the type of knowledges that we're looking for, yeah, it reduced the list very much. So I would say it depends, it depends of your personality. Um, if, if you can show that, if you can d demonstrate that you're great, you have a great personality, you really care about you know, the company you're working with, you really want to bring value, um, you're going to do the extra mile, you're gonna be, you're gonna be, you know, probably one of the top employees um, in the company that's gonna hire you here. I'm, 
I tend to say that you're not going to have an issue to find a company that could sponsor you for you to come. And the process is about six weeks, seven weeks, depending on how busy is the immigration. But I would try to sell myself as your true self and try to find a company here that is willing to sponsor you. And they're going to wait for a great person for six weeks or seven weeks. That's not going to be an issue. Uh, otherwise, like I said, there's a few programs. They open, um, they open um, slots uh, once in a while. You need to watch that every day. There, there's uh, one in France, uh, the Vacances Travail. Yeah, the Work Holiday Visa. Work Holiday Visa. I'm pretty sure it's available for the UK as well. Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, I think that's a great option for Canada because if it's the same as France, but yeah. I'm not sure about that, the French one is allows you to it's remain two years, two years in yeah. Canada and do anything you want. Whether whether it's work or holiday, you have no limitations on the kind of work you exactly. can do. No time limit, no time limit nothing, and yeah. you can just do whatever you want, wherever you want in Canada. So it's, and, and the good it's thing good. about that is that you have two years, basically, that I would learn French, because French, I mean, if you come in Quebec, obviously, like if, if you go in another province that might not be um, as crucial as Quebec, the province, but I would make sure to learn French within the first 12 to 18 months because from there, because you would have a one year, uh, minimum one year of experience in the, work, in the work environment, then you can apply for something that is called a CSQ. It's a Quebec certification selection or something like that. And this with a valid work permit, so let's say it's the work, the work holiday one, and this, you can, um, you can basically um, do pretty much any, everything you want after that. So that two years will give you um, lots of options um, if you do things right, obviously. So just to clarify for the two-year program, do they have to be sponsored by a company? Nope. No, nope. so it's not, not even necessary to. Exactly. Okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's yeah, they apply it themselves, wow. and that's it. Yeah, it's a is that because they're, they're, they're programmers, or is that for no, anybody? No, everybody. Okay. So I guess that would be the best option, because while you're... While you're it's, it's limited, though. Oh, it's limited. Yeah. yeah. Limited, yeah. limited spaces. Yeah, exactly. Ah, okay. So, so if I, that's yeah. not available, the, my little follow-up question now, as a, as a business owner. Yeah. That's not, let's say that's not available to... Uh, what was his name? Johnny? Nicholas. Nicholas. <laughs> so let's say that that's not available to yeah. Nicholas, right? The, the program is suspended or whatever. What advice would you give him in order to prove himself to a business owner um, that he's worth sponsoring if he can't yeah. come here and prove himself or herself? Is it LinkedIn? Like, hey, I'm, I'm following your stuff on LinkedIn. Uh, I think that would be a great... Well, there's, there's multiple ways. Um, it depends also on the financial situation of that person. For example, if, if, if this... If, if, let's say, Nicholas can, can go on for a couple months with a very small amount of money, yeah. I would say, I know it's expensive for you guys to sponsor me. Yeah. I'm going to come at whatever salary, low what, or even free at, for a few weeks or okay, weeks okay. and say... I'm going to prove you to you, you know, that I'm worth. And uh, would you? So, so would you answer to a message like that on LinkedIn? So, let's say tomorrow morning you get boop, get a message on LinkedIn from from someone like yeah. Nicholas, yeah. who says that to you. Says, "Listen, I really, really want to come to Canada. I'm a PHP programmer. I don't mind if I have to work for free for a month just to prove myself. Are you open?" If if he or she feels, I mean, if if or she fits in 
all the requirements that we have, I, I'd say yes, although that I could feel a bit strange and bad that he, would, he or she would work for free, except yeah. that I like the fact that he or she would have the balls to do that. Yeah. Okay. You know, I like that courage, you know, okay. and that confidence, that trust. So yeah, it's painful, for, like for me, it's painful to not pay or pay low, but at the same time, I like this, this, uh, you know, motivation. A yeah. Lot. And I think that drive because that person has a lot to lose, obviously. But how, but one last question on that. Yes. Now it would be rough also if the person didn't cut it. Like they come here for a few weeks and you're like, oh my yeah, God, this person is a terrible programmer <laughs> and you got to send yeah. them home. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah that's it. I would we'll let someone much. else uh, tell them. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it kidding. looks like some uh, real life example. Yeah? Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's hard. It's a, it's a commitment yeah. from the owners of the company too, because oh, you're going to have to have that conversation if they're not good enough to, to well, program here. Here's an example. Um, so, so we, we had here, um, away from France for six seven years and uh, at first I was working with her uh, remotely so she was there okay and uh, oh so she proved herself remotely yeah and then nice. said you know what about coming here and yeah for sure super open and I was in the process That's of doing good. the papers and and she said, oh, I, I sold everything that I had in my apartment I'm subleasing it I'm ready to come I said Whoa! I don't, I don't have any confirmation yet. I don't know. Like, and I would see myself in this. And she had kids, but she still have kids. And I was like, yeah. I was like, holy shit! Now, if this goes wrong, and she's on her way here, I'm gonna have to have this super painful <laughs> conversation. Sorry, you got refused. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it's, it's. But a, if it goes the other way though, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Super, yeah. the way that it did with Chloe. She stayed yeah. here for like six or seven years. She was amazing. Yeah. She was great. Shout out, Chloe, if you're watching. Yeah. I hope you're watching. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, definitely, it's hard for the employer after that to, you know, break the news yeah, and yeah. send them back to. Uh, okay. Do you have to um, just for those cameras? Do you have to uh, restart? Oh yeah, when it gets time. Okay. Okay. Um, There's Kyler's behind the scenes. Yeah, by he the seems way. pretty he's doing busy. A great job. Like, so, so I want to make sure they stay on track. But Do we have any uh, more questions? Yes. Yes. For sure. There's plenty of questions. Oh, yeah? Good. Four minutes. Um, Four minutes uh, what? Oh, okay. Well, we don't need. To. Oh, let's say a uh, question from Canada here, Toronto. Robert from Bob. I'm gonna call him Bob. So Bob is asking. <laughs> I find I'm wasting a bit of time while coding. Do you have any tips to help me saving actual coding time? Okay. I have. It makes me feel. If actually, I'm gonna start with that, and I'm gonna let them. There's there's a saying I read probably ten years ago. I forgot in which books, but the, the, the and, and correct me if I'm not saying it right, but the guy was saying that if he had three days to cut a tree, he would take two, day, two days and a tree quarter to uh, sharpen the, uh, the blade or something like that, or the, the saw. Okay, okay. And basically, it, it means takes more time to get ready, get prepared, know what you're going to do so the actual effort is going to be much less so that's what it makes me think about Make i don't know if it's applicable in development but can you repeat the question <laughs> so if yeah he's wasting time so bob programming. yeah he, he he find that he he's wasting a lot of time while coding so i'm assuming that he's tr doing trials and error a lot 
Okay. And um, so he's asking if we have any tips to actually save the actual coding time, the execution time, basically, the typing. I would have to say, well, on your example, definitely plan out what you want to do ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I find every, every little bit of planning saves you a headache later on, especially uh, with a complex functionality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, which, uh, I mean, test-driven design helps with that too. Yeah. You know, wh- what do you want at the end? What's like the end result you want? You know, build your test and then build your function to, ma- to, to get there. Uh, other stuff, I mean, really depends what you're losing time on. If you find uh, you're, you're just recording the same thing over and over again or in similar situations a lot. I mean, I remember early on, or I still do it now, it's just I have like a side project with just like small functions in them that like I find I reuse in different projects all over the time. So instead of rewriting them all the time, I just go back and grab it like my own little helper classes. That's interesting. Is that something that a lot of senior developers do? They have their sort of uh, toolbox from the past 10 years. Is uh, that is that relevant or do things change so fast in programming that your, your toolbox is gonna get a lot? I don't know, like I've seen that, I've looked in that toolbox recently and there's like, oh man, this just doesn't apply anymore. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's okay, like, okay, like okay, you okay. kinda gotta clean it up. There, okay. There's that old rusted wrench in there sometimes. <laughs> there you go, okay. Makes sense. Adrian? Any, any takes on uh, No, nothing to add. No. Nothing to add? <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Um, so we're going to speed up a little bit. It's already half an hour. Um, Alison from Brazil, Rio de Janeiro. What are, Brazil, yeah. what are your thoughts and considering... Around, oh, okay. You might have a hard time reading this one. Um, what are your thoughts basically and, and or what are you considering around security or security when developing? So what are your thoughts around <coughs> security while developing? Yeah, and what are you considering? Well, I think using a framework helps a lot with the security issues that we could see in raw PHP, yeah. such as escaping parameters when you do a MySQL query, for example, because basically when you're using a framework, the ORM does it for you. Yeah. Or when you display a variable, like oftentimes, you will, I mean, no, you will always want to escape it because if it contains HTML, you don't want to see the HTML being actually rendered to the user. So using a framework usually helps you alleviate that because they will, they will give you helper. So whenever you want to display a variable, it will be escaped automatically and stuff like that. So I'm not sure if you want to add anything. Um, yeah, no, I mean, definitely frameworks help. Uh, they take a load off, like you don't have to worry about escaping your uh, your SQL parameters, your, your database parameters, you know, somebody inputs a string with a, I don't know, an apostrophe and, yeah. a, and a semicolon and then a drop table as their string after, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, I remember in early PHP you could do that if you didn't properly protect your, your forms and whatever, you could just inject anything. So I, that's what I like frameworks about, take some of the consideration of security. Uh, some things we're always wor- worried about is whenever you have a user system, you know, can somebody hijack a session? Can somebody take over, uh, impersonate another user, you know, uh, without, you know, the system really wanting you to do that? Or, you know, saving information in a session that should be for one user, but it's open globally. 
Yeah. I mean, other things we consider. Anything with accounts and users, definitely. <laughs> you want to make sure that what you're seeing is for your account and uh, permissions are definitely a big one. Who can see what, who can do what, uh, protect your functions for that. That is for sure. Uh, right, let's speed up a little bit. Um, I have a great one here. Um, so Elizabeth in Alberta, she says, I'm 19 and I'm at school for, pro for programming. I'm learning a lot about concepts, uh, but mostly in Java and C Sharp. Um, and I'm more attached to PHP. <laughs> what should I do and where should I start? So I'm assuming she's in her first or maybe second year. Okay. And I know school, you learn a lot about those things. Uh, but but she's, yeah. yeah. But that's okay. <laughs> the core concepts don't really change. Like if you learn programming, ob object-oriented programming in Java or C Sharp mm -hmm. or whatever, this is something that you can apply in virtually any any OOP programming language. So that's not really an issue. I would say like if you just want to get better or if you just want to do PHP, just do a side project on PHP on top of your education, and that should right. be good enough, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, not much really to add to that. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it's, no. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a ton of simple tutorials out there, simple site builders. Uh, if you want to get into a particular framework, you know, just pick out the yeah. the PHP framework and look up, you know, first step tutorials, <coughs> just to learn the language. But uh, you know, like Raf said, your school will teach you the concepts, the object or how to structure an object oriented project, how to get into that mindset of solving a problem solving. And this is so much more important than actually learning one language. Exactly. Those are stuff yeah. that you can reapply anywhere else throughout your career. So you should focus on being a great programmer and not being a great a great PHP or Java or you know. And um, it re I, I had told that story um, in in another podcast. I think that was with Nebez. Um, remember the guy we had and said, hey, you know about Ruby? And he said, let me check. Oh yeah. And two hours later, he come back. Said, "Okay, I'm ready to go." Diane. No, no. He, he said, "Okay, I'm a Ruby developer now." Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's After like two hours. Yeah. yeah. As yeah. a matter of fact, he got hired by Amazon in uh, Seattle. Yeah. So. But I guess that speaks to that, right? If you're a programmer, yeah. you can pretty much program in any language once you just. You know. I mean, you have to pick up at first, but yeah, for sure. That's yeah. Okay. Um, I think it took him two hours. Yeah, that, was, that was crazy. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> he was an edge case. He was yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's exceptional, for sure. Yeah. Um, Philip in Los Angeles. Uh, PHP 4 Ooh, just came out. Los Angeles. And I'm wondering if I should wait a little bit before grading from 7.3. Oh, PHP 7.4. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> it's not... I don't think it's, it's such a rush necessity. Because if you're on 7.3, it still has active support yeah. for the next... 11 months to a year and then like security support for the next year after that so there's no big rush really to like upgrade if you find you know you want to and there's not a lot of technical debt to, to your project to do so and you like the improvements or you want to take advantage of some of the features yeah go right ahead yep but uh like I, if you were on 7.0 or 7.1 i'd say yes upgrade because <coughs> you know support's running out <laughs> but no, 7.3, I don't think there's a rush. Good. Um, yeah, I guess it's not like 7 or 7.0 or 7.1, 7 2, 7.4 7 or something like that. Yeah, those, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I need to double check the dates, but they're all definitely only on 
uh, security support. Mm -hmm. If they still have security support, I if don't think they do. I think I think they all reached that and seven one is end of life. They're done. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah, I think just Debian still updates some of the seven zero branches, but yeah, you shouldn't do that. Uh, oh. Facebook, I saw it, Christian. Um, Christian. Oh, follow up from. Christian? Yeah, yeah. Actually, he has two more, but one might be too long to to, to answer. So <laughs> I told him that I'm going to reply after. Okay. So for the answer, uh, look on Facebook. And now he's asking, what frameworks for you um, do you suggest? I know Laravel, for example. Any others? That's a great question. But it really depends on on the need and what you know already, I guess. But. I mean, we're gonna, I, I don't really wanna speak for everybody here, but like 90% of the time we go for Laravel. Yeah. It's, uh, Is that because it's the newest framework? No, it's- uh, Or just the best? It's been out for a while. I, I really like using it. I do, yeah. I find it simple to use and you can go far with it. Like if you wanna apply more advanced concept, programming concepts and coding patterns to it, you can. But straight out of the box, it, it works great. Yeah. Uh, Symphony's another good one. Uh, I haven't touched the latest versions of Symphony, so I can't really comment on them. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's another, it's another good one. But yeah, I think both are really good, and I'm not sure about others. Like Zen framework used to be yeah. a big thing, but not so much anymore. Mm. Yeah. So I can add, Christian, that from a sales point, business development point of view, it's pretty much only Laravel calls that I get. When people are calling and need help with a framework, it's <coughs> always, okay, I want to do this in Laravel, I want to do this in Laravel. So. Yeah. If you're a freelancer or in business for yourself and you're looking for what's popular out there, the demand, it's definitely Laravel. What a great segue because you just said if you're a freelance and I have a question from a freelancer. Oh, yeah? <laughs> okay. And for you. For me? I think so. Okay. He says... Control, alt, delete. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> so Jack, Jack in Texas. Jack! Um, he's, uh, so he's freelancing and sometimes he feels that he has to sell to prospect. Sell himself, I'm yeah. assuming. And it's killing him. <laughs> So he's asking for any tips. Oh, the act of selling is killing him? Yeah, he's like, this is killing me. The, the, like, he's a freelancer. So he's, he's a freelance a, programmer. And sometimes he feels he has to sell himself when he oh. talks with prospect. Yeah. Uh, Jack, the best advice I can give you is um, get a lot of satisfied clients and then just tell prospects, I can talk all day if you want, but please contact any one of these three or four people. And these are my satisfied clients that I've helped and they can, no one can tell, no one can explain better how good I am or how much I execute on my projects than my satisfied clients. And honestly, that's, that's the best way to do it. Um, if you're not into selling, obviously, yeah. if you're into selling and you want to have that hour conversation, <coughs> but again, I understand that. So that hour you're talking or half hour, you're not yeah. programming and you're not, you're not making money. Best thing to do, get a nice group of satisfied clients that love you and just tell your prospects, hey, you know, reach out and, and don't even give, um, I wouldn't even give your prospects, your clients phone numbers or email addresses because then it becomes a little bit um, problematic for your clients. You don't want them to get harassed, but you can give them LinkedIn profiles and you know, they can, they can reach out on their own uh, to confirm it. And a lot of time a prospect, when they see four or five um, satisfied clients, that's enough for them. You know, like, so they, they're gonna yeah. feel good about it. Yeah. That's a good way to get out of that, uh, that's a, oh, it's killing me type of uh, that's, situation. That's a great, that, that's a great tip. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the other one because, anyway, I have a lot to say about that. So, Caleb in Ohio 
I lab in Ohio. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel I'm always hiring the the wrong developers. <laughs> what do you ask them before hiring? Well, <coughs> uh, if you're always hiring the wrong developers, it's not because of the developer. Um, unfortunately, so so. It, you can never know upfront. Obviously, you need to try, and, and you can claim as much as you want that you're a great uh, recruiter. It really means nothing. I thought I was a great one too. Like I studied, I read, read a few book uh, and long time ago, and I'm like, all right, now I'm a great recruiter. And uh, in the end, uh, intuition to me is 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 probably the most um, dominant um, aspect of recruiting. But also, I guess no. To your question. What do we ask? Well, you know what? There's a couple of questions I ask for real, like, and and and, it, and they're really important to me. And and Steve, our vibe manager, told me again last week that it seems that they, they often they have hard time to understand uh, to answer the question. And I'm always asking, like, what are you really looking for now? Like, what when you started to look for a new opportunity? What were, what did you have in mind? What were you looking for? Was it the work environment? Was it the type of projects? Was it just for money? Was it? And and it's as if they they have a hard time, you know, answering in case they would say the wrong thing. But it's really about them. Like I, that's what I'm interested in. I want to know what selfishly they want, and especially from us. Uh, if someone say, "Well, I want to come here for two three years, learn from you guys, and then I'm going to launch my business," all right. I mean, at least I know exactly what you want, right? But. Um, do, do you mean on a, um, what about a technical aspect, like um, how, can you, how can you judge if, you know, someone says, okay, I'm, a, I'm an intermediate developer, I'm awesome, yeah. what do you do to kind of test that well, out? Well, like, like I said, there's tons of developers, you know, there's really a, a shitload of developers. The problem is the attitude or the personality that comes with, you know, the knowledge. Most, if not, you know, a big majority of them already know the fundamentals. They know how to code. They they can do great things. But mm -hmm. if you have a shit attitude, or you don't get along very well with people, you're not very, you're very, extremely introvert, and you, you're there's going to be some issues in teams. You know, mm. so so judging the knowledges and and. That's the easy part. Judging the personality and see if you get along. Well, the work ethic. Yeah. Well, the work ethic is a big, big thing. Yeah. And, um, but. Uh, so he doesn't really clarify what's wrong with the developers no. he's hiring, right? They're yeah. Just, so we don't know if it's technically or if it's just attitude or they're always sick or. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's tough but, to know. But it's also, I guess, I, I, I would hand, like, Obviously, we could talk about this for a long time, but maybe something is what type of expectation do you have? Mm. You know, when you hire, so you feel that they're not the right guys for you, like what's your, what do you expect from them? Do you expect them to work as much as you do mm. as a business owner? Because if that's the case, maybe you should give them some shares, you know, and it doesn't work that way. And um, do you expect them to just be physically coding eight hours a day because that's not the reality neither like the, the most devs going to be actually coding two three hours a day not eight hours a day so it depends on your expectation but um yeah that would be my answer okay um it's a challenge for everyone by oh, the way that's for right? sure. so that's for uh, sure. just 
stay the course and you keep, you keep finding good guys. Unfortunately, like you're going to try, you're going to try a lot of people and you're going to have, probably have to let go some of them and you do this in the benefit of your team and your culture uh, because you don't want to keep um, a cancer in your culture. That's you're gonna kill your. You're, you're gonna kill the whole culture, in the end. Um, uh, this one, sorry, Gab. Actually, no. The guy is from Montreal. I have to answer. <laughs> so, his name's Gab. Hometown yeah, favoritism. Uh, <laughs> when to consider custom development as opposed to using something already existing? Ooh. That we have a lot to say because That's we spend one. thousands of hours on uh, on our um, ERP. Um, although we could have used a bunch of a bunch of tools that are open source or even <laughs> low fees, but I guess for us it was about time saving, optimization, all of that. So I guess this sense this we could we could use this um, as an example for uh, when to use the Magento or Shopify type of thing, you know. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah. No, but the, was the question when to use existing or, or or throw it out and build from new or no when to when to consider doing custom development as opposed to be using things that already exist like oh, software as a service okay 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 Nick it, well if there's Always do custom. <laughs> As a company, always do custom. Simply PHP. <laughs> but, um, You're awesome. I, would I have totally to say, disagree. I would have to say, if you find a software or a program that does exactly what you want, obviously, go with that. Yeah, obviously. If it doesn't do exactly what you want, can you live with that? And then you can go with it. If it doesn't do exactly what you want and you want to change it, then just go with custom from the beginning. Yeah. Because mm. if you're going to change, take something and change it, then you're dependent on two things. You're dependent on that original software never changing and your mm. stuff working well with any changes that are made and it's just a headache. You're better off building your own thing from scratch. And sometimes you can find out that you thought you can change something in that off-the-shelf software, yeah. but it turns out that you turns can't. Turns out you can't. <laughs> you, you'll find out like three, four weeks later that you you can't change that part. Yeah. I've seen that happen before. Yeah. yeah. It's funny that question comes up because it was two days ago we had a client that was about to, a, a regular client that, you know, like a 40-hour a week, right. one or two developers uh, on the project was going to start something that was going to take three weeks of development. Mm -hmm. But he called me up the, the day before. He said, hey, by the way, we don't have to do that project. We, we found something relatively free off the shelf that does exactly oh. what we want. I'm like, okay, great, That's beautiful. Sure. So, you know, have your guys do something else. Yep. That's fantastic. <laughs> yep. I just hope that they research it properly and it actually yep. does uh, what they want and uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. can customize it. There's a few uh, LinkedIn uh, questions as well and, and uh, some arguments uh, in the feed. Okay. No, uh, I don't no have, arguments. I don't have all the, all the comments on my LinkedIn for some reason. It stopped where I say it's awesome. But um, You want to ask one? But Steve just uh, texted oh, me a question for Mat Matija. Is that the one you're talking about? Uh, for who, sorry? Uh, Matija Kopp. Uh, That's no. a great name. Jesus. It's not Matilda? <laughs> no, Matija. Matija. Oh, yes. I see it now. Yeah. Uh, it's a woman, right? No. No? Sorry. So, oh, Matija. Asking, um, 
He wants to know if we use Docker and why WordPress is not favored with PHP devs. Mm. Oh, two awesome questions. A can of worms uh, on that. Yes. <laughs> we'll We're be right back after time. these messages. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, That's great. great. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know what? Uh, Okay, wait, 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 let's go with the first question. Yeah. The Docker. Uh, we do use Docker on some projects. <laughs> yeah, I use okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> you use it? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, it, it's great to, to pack an application, to create a package out of the application, and just you can just run it anywhere. As, yeah. as long as you can just run your Docker image, you can run it. So it's great for that. It's really portable, and you can have the same image whenever you develop and whenever you put it in production, meaning that you can have a development environment that is really close and that's actually similar to the production environment and that's really good. So are, are, are we going to do the WordPress question? Yes. Word yeah, yeah, yeah. word word um, I love WordPress. This is, this may be just from my experiences, so I, I could be wrong. Uh, I find WordPress is a great tool for what it is. Yeah. Uh, seen a lot of sites with it and it works wonderfully well and it's kept up to date yeah. and there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with it. Find the problem with WordPress comes when people try, and this goes back to the previous question, existing versus custom. People take WordPress yeah. and make it very custom and yeah. add, you know, go and add a lot of functionality to it, and then it just becomes, uh, for lack of a better word, broken because you know the next time a WordPress uh, update comes along, none of your custom code works with it because something fundamental changed in in the WordPress yeah, code yeah, itself. Yeah. And I think that's maybe where a lot of the stigma of PHP developers not liking WordPress comes from, is that uh, because it's so simple to use and set up, it, it's a great base. Yeah. And people have used that and then just, you know, oh, I'll just tweak this, I'll just tweak that, and we'll just add this to it, and then I'll pull in this plugin, and then tweak that plugin even. And you're, at that point, you, you have a custom project that yeah, exactly. you pretty much have to maintain. I think it also depends how you how you do your custom developments because I've seen a project here where the pro the, um, the previous programmer just modified the theme directly, so he modified the WordPress theme directly. So of course that's not how you should do it because then whenever the next update of the theme comes, then all your developments are gone. So if yeah. you kind of start to do custom development in WordPress, please try to do it right. Meaning if you want to modify a theme, just use a child theme. If you want to create a modification, do not tweak the core of WordPress, create a plugin, so all this kind of stuff. So if you do it right, it could be an option, but if you want to do heavy custom development, then yeah. I, wouldn't, or I wouldn't say that WordPress is a good option. If you want to do a few things here and there, sure, that could be good Our enough. Our website is, is WordPress. Yeah. 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 Works pretty well. So is it safe to say that some people take projects with like way too much complex functionality and they try to shoehorn it into WordPress? Yeah, Definitely. so that's uh, one. It's, uh, well, again, from my experience, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, everything you say is from your experience. It's, it's definitely yes, the, but okay. no, and that's it. You know, like they'll say, well, I'll start with WordPress because this will save me X amount of time at the beginning. I'll be able to yeah, cut down yeah, this yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. you know. What was the name of the person that asked that question? Uh, <laughs> was that Matilda? No, no Matija. No, Matija. So I think when Matija mentioned stigma, now is he talking because as you said, it's kind of like a little bit of a basic, I don't know if you use the word entry level, but 
it, could it be that an intermediate to senior developer sees WordPress as something like is sort of not beneath them, but more something that beginners kind of use, and they yeah. they might have used it at the beginning of their career, but now they're into like more complicated stuff in it. WordPress. Yeah, what? I'm not going to use. WordPress. I totally agree because it's so easy to get started with yeah. WordPress, and that's why okay. you see so so many plugins with really bad code on on WordPress because it's so easy to do that pretty much everybody does it. Everybody wants to take on WordPress and that's good, but at some point that's what you see such a diversity of plugins and themes like some are really good, but some of them are really, really bad and you yeah. don't even want to use that. Well, let's make something very clear. Whether it's a CMS or a framework, do not modify the core files. <laughs> oh yeah, no. <laughs> Please. I think I even know that. Especially on Magento. Especially on Magento. There's, there's, Don't do that. I, we're going to take one more question because uh, it's going to be an hour and I guess they're hungry. And, yeah. I don't know if the mic is picking up my stomach rumbling. <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and they, they, they obviously have work to do uh, this afternoon. So, uh, But that question, I, I really wanted to, 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 ask, um, to, to ask it and answer it um, because that's a, that's a problem. We see even sometime here internally uh, with shy people. Um, so Karen in Salt Lake City. Uh, Utah. Yeah. Um, I just got hired at a company as their main developer. Their principal application with PHP Laravel is not well documented and a bit messy. How would you address this both to the management and in terms of development? Hmm. Well, in terms of development, definitely <laughs> document stuff going forward, comment your code, uh, you know, add any clarifications you can. Uh, with the other problem of management. lacking documentation now, no, no management is not no. a problem. No. Don't worry. <laughs> it's uh, it's a hard sell, and you know, uh, I've had to do, we've had to do it with clients before, yeah. uh, and sometimes you go, they go for it, and sometimes you don't, and pretty much you have to sell the idea that taking some time now to document a process or uh, clean up a process or comment some code can save time later on because uh, well it's just you know if you know what you're doing when you go in it, yeah. you're not figuring it out on the spot unfortunately it's a hard sell it's, uh, some people don't see it and some people do uh, and, 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 and one thing that probably going to be perceived is that depend on their experience with developers we hear that often you know that when a new developer gets into an application, it's a, that's messy, waiting five minutes type of thing. Yeah. And and sometimes it hides either incompetence, laziness. Not all of the time, obviously. So if those people, if your management, being through that often, which mm -hmm. I would try to figure out, be careful with just saying this with without any facts. But if you can bring facts to the you know to the conversation, that's going to help a lot and make them understand because most managers. Um, are not technical and they won't understand and we have a whole conversation or, art or article about that on the website take a look um, uh, but um, yeah I think I think also Karen you have to be very careful um, on how you bring it up yeah because you're going to be inevitably throwing some people under the bus if you're gonna say that this is messy this is not documented there's some people in the company you're new right you're just coming in there and this is not a, not a technical thing, but just be careful. Say things in a certain way. Hey, you know what? Can we have a meeting to talk about optimizing 
this and optimizing that. It's good. Everything looks fine, but I think it could be better. Yeah. You know, kind of walk a little bit like that because and especially since you just started, you don't want to ruffle uh, too many feathers. And 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 uh, and obviously die on your own sore, meaning like you you put you put you put your name on the table. But in the last podcast we did we did we did in the number ten with Eric, he said that he always managed to leave what he worked on the way he would have wished to get it. So obviously, <laughs> obviously now that you're going to get into that mess, find a way to make it so nice so in a year, two years, five years from now, if you leave it, no one's going to be able to say something against it, obviously. Or at least at a minimum. Like a Boy Scout? Leave something... Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much I it. I've never been there. I never been Me neither, but I heard you leave something better than the way you found it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, and uh, Eric is saying a very good point, Tony, about uh, mm -hmm. not throwing people under the bus. Yeah. The boys could rule. So you have a fan <laughs> now. <laughs> That's good. I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stop there. Um, we're definitely gonna redo that. That's really cool. Like yeah, it. it was great. It I bring I, I feel I do feel it brings a lot of value to people. Yeah. Um, and and super, you know there was quite a quite a lot of people actually on the live and I just have one platform here cool but uh, that's super cool um, I don't know if we're gonna do it again I mean every week or every two weeks or every month but definitely stay tuned we're gonna do it again and uh, um, for the next ones send questions info at simplyphp.com uh, or just uh, go on even on this post and, 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 and comment with your questions but uh, that was uh, that was pretty cool. Pretty happy. Yeah, thank you everyone for for showing up. We were a little worried uh, about uh, about this today. It's our first one, and uh, yeah. thanks for for your support. And uh, kudos to uh, Kyler, who you guys don't see. I'm going to show you. Yes, good job, Kyler. Because uh, he did all of that setup by himself, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So this is this is Kyler. <laughs> there you go. Hi, Kyler. Hi, Kyler. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. All right. Bye, everyone. Move your hand. Your hands on the way, buddy. There you go. Sure, sure, sure. That was good. Good job, guys. Good job. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Adrian. Okay.